pulling out the coupe at the lot. Told him for a 12 fuck swat. Busting all the bells out the box. I just hit a lick with the box. Had to put the stick in the box. What's I'm good, Sitters? This is Brad for Douglas along with Joey Edge. Hello, Sitters. And Chris Martinez. Nobody cares. Work harder. And we are Front Porch Sitting. We also have special producer Rolf with us. Yes. Tyler Rolf, that is. And special guest music. Anthony Newton. He's not so a guest. He's a, a crasher. One. He's a crasher. Yo, He's not a guest. The and never leave a crasher behind. So That's rule number one, baby. Hey, that was great advice. Say that again for me, Chris. Love it. Live by it. Nobody cares. Work harder. Bingo. Your boy, your boy Lamar Jackson. I'm not shocked. Love it. Love it. That's why he's the the Heisman winning, MVP winning. That's it. But it's really true, I mean, though. Championships. My bad. This got stuck. But it is true, though. Nobody... No, we don't have championships yet. You know how old he is, though? He's younger than Joe Burrow. He's 22. He's younger than he's Joe 22. Burrow. You know how many people have accomplished what he's accomplished at 22? Burrow? Not many. Give, give me Pat Mahomes over Lamar Jackson. Well, hell, me too, Anthony. Okay. All right, boys. So tonight, um, we are going to go over what we got tonight, Joey. Uh, well, we made a list. Okay. Because everybody loves a good list. Love them. A couple of weeks ago, when the ESPN 150 came out of college, greatest college football players um, of all time, 150 greatest college football players of all time, when that came out, obviously we hated it. For the most part. Yeah, it sucked. So we decided that we were going to create, we said this last week on air, right? I think that we were going to create a top 15 list from the front porch sitting crew. So I think what we're going to do instead of having all 15 tonight, we're going to go, I think we actually have 16 because we threw in one guy that we just had, we feel like we had to at the end. So (laughs) sorry, but we did. So we're going to go 16 to 11 tonight. Right. And then next week we'll go um, uh, 10. uh, 10, sorry, 10. Thank you. 10 to 6 and then 5 to 1 the third week. Right. So be yeah. a little three-part three part deal here. Um, and then we start QBU next week, right? Yeah. Well, you want to – yeah, we can do both. Yeah. It's it's the offseason, bro. QBU. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll do uh, 10, 10 through 6 and then QBU next week. But this week will be 15 through 11. And then we have sitter suggestions, of course. Right, for sure. They're actually pretty good. I enjoyed the sitter suggestions. They're good. They're good. But before we get to any of that, of <laughs> course, we're going to let you know that any of your ammunition needs or gun needs, anything like that, we got to call JW Weaponry at uh, 386-243-8587. You can also visit jwweaponry.com. Um, tell John the front porch since you get your 5% off. Uh, John's good people. Make sure you make that happen. And by the way, go ahead and like it and retweet it. You know, likes and retweets are free, and we love the interaction. He said we. Yeah. Anthony coming in like strong that. with the promo. Big Sultry. fan. Sultry. He's got a radio voice. Yeah, he's got a face for radio, too. Damn sure has that. What we All got right. next, man? The Let's li- go ahead and go to the list, man. Yeah. Let's do it. We got uh, 16 through 11 today. Right. I'll let um, you start it off. So- I'll, st- I'll start it off because, like I said, 16 was a throw-in because I felt like we had to have – this position group. What we did was Joey and I got on the same page. Um, it took us months, weeks of preparation. It was uh, a long time. A lot of production meetings. Yes. Um, but we uh, we agree. So, That's the de- production department. Right. So 1 through 15 plus 1, right? 1 through 15 plus 1. We agree on. So this yeah. is uh, front porch sitting, top 15 of our generation. Yeah, this is the the our... Top 15, 16 players of our generation that we feel like is the best of the best. Yep. So 16, I'm going to jump straight into it, Yep. Uh, was a guard at Notre Dame, Quentin Nelson, best offensive lineman of the last 
20 years, in my opinion. So he's, he's a mauler, no doubt. Dude, his film at Notre Dame was stupid good. And it has translated to the NFL. Stupid good in the NFL, um, yes. 15, Luke Keekley. I didn't really like him being quite that low, but... You know, he's a linebacker, and so Joey maybe put him down there, but I was okay with it. <laughs> we, we traded off on some things there. Yeah, we did. Um, but it, it does work with him. You know, he just retired, and it's kind of notable, but he was a freak show at um, Boston College. He two was. Star, Two-star recruit out of high school and made himself, what, like seven or eight-time uh, pro bowler? Uh, Yeah. That's crazy. Very, very good player. Considering he played eight years. Yeah. Good player. To me, probably the best overall linebacker at least in college, but in the NFL too, um, that I can remember. It was very hard for me to find a linebacker. And when you said him, I was like, yeah, that's yeah. that's the guy right there. Spoiler, he's the only one. Right. Okay. Well, sorry. I messed that up. <laughs> uh, 14, Jadavion Clowney is our 14th player. He would have been a little bit higher had he been more consistent. But when he went, it was over. Right. It was totally, totally, there's nothing anyone could do. Yep. Agreed. 13, the Sean Taylor. Um, just an unbelievable athlete. It, it's undeniable. Tragic how how he lost his life too early. You know, only the good die young. He won. He's one of those. I think he was a real good dude, but a re- even better football player. So, bro, he was. He played the position the right way. Yeah. Well, number twelve <clears throat> somehow was in the same defensive backfield with him <laughs> at Miami. Crazy Ed, Ed Reed. Yeah. Um. I mean, what? Do you, I mean, there's not much to say. They had, uh, I think between the two of them, they had like 21 interceptions one year. Just those two. Yeah, Not the team, just those two. Yeah, it was uh, stupid, man. Unfair. Crazy. And then to round out our top 11 or our last one, number 11, is uh, Charles Woodson. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Two-way player, Heisman Trophy winner at Michigan. Right. Also had an unbelievable NFL career. Did the Heisman pose. Yeah. Had the rose in his mouth. He was a cool dude, man. Yeah. He was a very good NFL player, too, but at Michigan, man, he was... He was special, special. He was their team. He was. You know what I mean? He was their team. So that's our, you want to recap it? Yeah, yeah, we'll go real quick with it. Um, you, can go, you can go through it. I got it. So uh, 16, Quentin Nelson, 15, Luke Keekley, 14, Jadavion Clowney, 13, Sean Taylor, 12, Ed Reed, and 11, Charles Woodson. Uh, so next week we'll go 10 through 6. I, I, I think it's a great list. I do too. I really don't give it, a, a crap what y'all think. I'm just kidding, I do. I, w- I would really like to know. Yeah. What do you think of the list so far, actually? Yeah, it'd be kind of hard because they won't know what one through ten is, and that's okay. But they might want to reserve. You'll see. You'll see. Yeah. It's it's not. It's kind of tough though. It's it was very tough making a list like that. Yeah. Because there's so many people that you we can't say their names because we don't want to give away. But there's just so many people that easily could have been on. You I know. think we should go and just say who we thought about. No, because they may think they're going to be one through ten. Yeah, you're probably right. No, we can't do it. All right, I'll um, buy your story. But what was the what was the other thing we want to go to the sitter suggest- suggestions? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the first one was I'll let you go ahead and pull it up. We'll go through it. You said you had a question that uh, that you wanted to go through. Yeah, I'll do it last. You want to go last with yours? Yeah, yeah. The very first question was: Does Jimmy G have the capability to win the Super Bowl if it relies on his arm? What's your opinion? Yeah, I do too. I think he can. I don't think that they will necessarily, but I think that he can. So the problem I have right now is I think it's with Jimmy G hate. I think it's ridiculous um, because he only had to throw the ball eight times, That which killed me because I have him in fantasy, the playoff. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but he only had to throw the ball eight times. That's not a knock on him. 
No, that's his just, coach taking what's what 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 they're giving him. Yeah, I mean, him. they're running for nine yards a carry. Like, why do anything different? We're not going to. No, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean he can't do it. I don't know, man. I just thought that was silly. Um, uh, yes, can they? Yes, I, I don't think that's ideal. Obviously, that's not what they're built. They're built to run the ball, but if they had to, they can. What do you think? Um, yeah, no, I think I definitely think they can. They have the weapons with uh, Sanders and Samuel and uh, Kendrick Bourne. Like, uh, yeah, Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, Kittle's yeah. pretty good too. Their that backs guy. are all good in the passing game. Like, yeah. if they if he had to throw it thirty five times and and whatever, I, I think that they could win that way. Yeah, I, I don't think that that yeah, would that's not be the recipe. Issue. No, it, it won't be the recipe on uh, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. But but if it has to come down to it, big yeah. third down play. I mean, you think about the games he's won on the road. New Orleans. Right. That was a huge game. It was on his shoulders that last drive. I mean, there's a handful of others that he won that were big, big, big wins. So, right. so can he? Yes. Will he? We'll see. But yeah. I think it's possible that San Francisco wins on on Garoppolo's arm. I do think that's possible. I, I agree with that. Um, next one, Jay Gruden higher in uh, Jacksonville. What do you think? So I was going to say, thank you for breaking this one up. Um, gross. It's a you Jaguar would- thing to do. Oh, man. Who else? Were, so I guess, who do, you, who do they go higher than? See, that's my thing. I'm not sure. You already have a boring quarterback, right? Your quarterback's boring. Minshew? No, Nick Foles is our Didn't quarterback. Didn't he retire? No, Eli Manning retired. Oh, no. No, Nick Foles is your quarterback, so you got a boring uh. quarterback. My thing with Jay Gruden is when he was in Cincinnati, their offense went from 18 to 12 to 6 in the three years that he was the OC at Cincinnati. Like It ain't like they were terrible. And they had Andy Dalton at quarterback, also another kind of boring quarterback. Um, I, I don't think it's a terrible hire. I think it's actually an okay hire. I don't know that he was a great head coach. I don't think he was a great head coach. He was okay. Um, and I don't know how much control he had over the offense at Washington. I, I Obviously, I, don't, I wasn't there, so I don't know what game plan specific he had. But I know in Jacksonville, it'll be his show. And when it was his show in Cincinnati, he, um, he, he wasn't bad. So I don't think it's a bad hire, personally. I mean, I guess maybe maybe I'm looking at it more of like a micro like or, or macro big picture it's still the personnel is the same. So Foles being is kind of a is kind of a I don't know. I just I'm just not crazy about Jaguars and the decision they make. I, I'm just I don't not. think they. Yeah, I mean, I think the other reason they hired him though is if they have to make a mid-season coaching decision and mm-hmm. let a coach go, they've got somebody on the sideline who has head coaching experience. That's a great point. I agree with that, but and so this, let me just go ahead and say this. If that is the reason... That's that a great point, the, too. That's a terrible reason. That's a great point, You don't too. ever make any <laughs> hires in hopes, well, you know what? We're the Jaguars, and we might have to can this asshole in the first year. So, well, good news is we got, we got another replacement on the staff. It's like, your point is good, but no, I, I they, just... They, they retain their coach. They don't have a new head coach. But you're saying, right, like... But, but, you yeah, can't go they, into the. You can't have a thought process of I'm gonna hire this guy just in, in case, case we have, have to, to fire, fire this guy. I, I if, think that has a part in it. That's how he got his job, isn't it? Yeah, but if that's the if that is the reasoning, then that is not good. Then did, go ahead and make him the head coach did and get rid of Marone. Come from Buffalo. Yeah, okay, he was the offensive line coach when they hired him, the Jags, and they made a, a coaching change midseason and gave it to Doug Marone. Isn't that how they did it with Doug Marone? I'm not sure, but if that is yeah, I don't the case, that being then, midseason, I thought that was an end of the year thing. But even either way, then then here we are again doing the same thing, and that's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like that at all. I, yeah, I don't. I, if that's the reason, which it may be, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the reason. Um, but if that's the reason, I don't. Uh, I don't like that reason. Yeah, no, me either. What was the second part of that? Um, I don't know. I still don't hate Jake Rudin as the hire, though. It's not about. I don't necessarily hate it, but what was the question? Just thoughts on it. Yeah, Jake I'm Rudin indifferent. Hire. Wait, wait and see for me then. If I have to answer it, 
I know it's kind of a cop out, but yeah. And if, if I have to answer, I say I'm I'm good with it. Okay. Yeah. Um, next one is <laughs> Dodgers should or should not be rewarded the World Series because cheating scandal. So they would be back to back champions. Apparently, no. do we do we want to? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's a big Red Sox fan. Do we want to? We'll combine that stop with stop this right now. Uh, or, yeah, or yeah. Kinda... We, we should we should stop that and go to the next one. No, I'm saying stop right here. Well, let's put that at, this at the end. That's what I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, we will revisit this at the end of the um the suggestion period. Um. Over under Big Mitch hitting 320 with four bombs this season, which begins Saturday. What do you think? Over. Over? Yeah. He's hitting 321 with five. <laughs> Come on, man. He's a listener. I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him over 320. He's gonna hit 365, but four is gonna be pushing it. 365. Yeah, Let's he's gonna go. hit well. Yeah, I, 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 I like well. him. I like him going over. But I don't know about five home runs, four home runs though. He's been in the weight room. He's a big boy. Mitch. Slow it down. Let's go. Pump the brakes. Let's go, Mitch. So how are you going to say he's a big boy and say he's not going to hit five dingers? He's not that big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Just kidding, buddy. Um, how is Barry Bonds not in the Hall of Fame? Oh, um, I'll let you have it. You can, you can bat lead off here. Uh, sports writers are dumb. I, I don't know. I don't know. Barry Bonds is the greatest player to ever play the game. And here's my thing about steroids. Pump me with as many steroids as you want to. I'm not. Anthony, I'm not going yard. Right. Just not. No, you're L- not. Listen. Does it help? You're not either. Yes, I am. <laughs> I've seen Martinez go yard a few times. So don't try me with that. Give me some roids, and boy, I wouldn't be here with you, boys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I still probably would be. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, listen. Barry to me is the best player that's ever played the game. Oh God, I hate that word or that that saying. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Best player to ever play the game. I mean, that's your opinion, but good God. That's big. Okay, he is at least in the argument. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess you can make an argument, but <clears throat> if, if the, the steroids weren't the, a thing, if steroids were never a thing, and you didn't have to worry about it, which he never failed a test, if steroids were never a thing, okay. would he be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah. That's not the question. I don't. I, I don't. That's not where I'm at. You said best ever do it. That's why I have to say, well, pump the brakes. I just hate that because, especially with baseball, the eras are so different and diverse. Like they were throwing fifty five miles an hour back when Babe Ruth played. <laughs> right. I mean, like everyone's, and they weren't on steroids. They were drinking beer and smoking cigars in between innings, which I love. I would have loved to have seen that. I would have paid a lot of money to go watch that. Right. Of course. But it's just different. It's just totally different. So saying like best to ever do it, like Ted Williams, like it's all different. Though I don't know, man. It's that's hard for me to say that. But do I think he should be in the Hall of Fame? Yes, and here's why: because like baseball enthusiasts, they think. Baseball is this pure thing. I think we just proved that this game is not pure. Like there's people that really push the envelope in this game. And whether, it's always been that way. Whether it be steroids, whether whether it be an edge in the you know with the the film stuff like with that the batter's eye or the the cameras and things like whether it be stealing signs, whether it be I don't know, man, like pine tar too far off a bat or rosin or you know tar in the hat. Like there's just so sunscreen on their arms. So many things where people push the envelope. Like, it's not a purist game. So, the guys that have done steroids and just didn't get caught that might be in the in the freaking Hall of Fame, I just think it's, in my opinion, it's almost ignorant to just kind of turn a blind eye and be like, oh, well, everyone in the Hall of Fame is 100% clean and never cheated. That's what you're saying when you're saying smile. The only reason Barry Barnes isn't in is because you, you're saying he's on steroids. That's the only reason. Yeah. Right. But Same with Clemens. Same with... Uh 
There's Mark a McGuire, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Sosa all right. the, they were in that era. You know, so do I think he should be in? Yeah, I think it's ridiculous that he's not. Now, will I go as far as say he's the best to ever do it? No, I'm not. I'm not going to go there on that branch. But is there a conversation? Yeah, probably. But yeah, I mean, I, I can feel you on that. But I, I just, I don't know. Like I said, I to me, in my opinion, he was the best that I've ever seen play. And I love Ken Griffey Jr. He's my favorite player, right? And he's one of the best that's ever played. But Bonds did so much. I mean, he, there wasn't, especially early in his career, there wasn't anything that he didn't do. He stole the, bases. He hit for power. He was the, a great outfielder. The thing about him is his game morphed and changed as he got um, stronger, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like he did. Like yeah. you said, he was he could he could take bags. He could and he played center field and, and there, nothing dropped out there. He hit for average and then as he and he hit for power a little bit too, but he really hit for power. I mean, he was he was just one of those guys that. Literally, you don't throw the ball to. No, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like you don't throw him the ball, right? I don't know. I personally think that he should be in because I agree. I don't, I'm, I'm okay with it, and I wasn't for a while. But it's kind it of t- it took me a little while to, to come around to because I, once I realized how um, not rampant, but how predominant or how much steroids play a factor in in that game, in that era, in that time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there were a lot of there were a lot of uh, people. Using steroids, they didn't put up his numbers. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, too. that's the other thing. That it's they help, right? They help mm-hmm. once you make contact. But hitting that baseball is not easy to do. No, I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to be stronger, obviously, and you can miss balls and hit them and out or whatever. Him, right. But I don't know. Is just real quick, not really on topic. Is Mike Trout on HGH? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I'm going to say something real quick. Yeah, we'll you get got closer. It. Get get closer. Okay, so there was a picture that came out because of all this stuff with the Astros cheating. They've been talking about stealing pitches, right? The guy said, I would rather face an entire lineup of dudes on steroids than anybody knowing what pitch I'm about to throw. Right. That's way worse. I agree. Way worse. I totally agree. Great point, you can, guest producer, Tyler. Yeah, because you can fool somebody else on steroids. I don't mm-hmm. care. If you think a fastball's coming and it's a, a freaking slider or a curveball, see ya. Yeah. It don't matter how strong you are. To your point, Anthony, about it doesn't help you hit the baseball. So, to answer the question, yes, he can be in. We all agree. Yep. Um, we'll go. We'll go back to. We'll go back to baseball in just a second. I, and I think he will be in once some of these older writers die. And I know it sounds morbid, but these guys will never vote this guy in. You know what? This stuff is so stupid, man. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I don't think he will get in. Okay. He will get well, in. There's a limit. There's a limit on how many. Years how many be on the ballot? ballot? Yeah, right, but so, he still got he still got several several left. Yeah, he does. Are you sure? Because Larry Walker was on his last one. He ain't that much older than Bonds. Yeah, he's this coming. This Larry up. Walker's last year. He's very he's coming up extremely close. Yeah, but this, I think this is. scandal is going to force their hand to try to get the attention. Kirk Schilling's coming up on his last couple of years. I mean, well, that's if that, I thought they had like five or six more. I thought they had five or six more too. I, I know Larry Walker. This was his last year. We'll double that's check how he on got it. In, basically, we'll double check and come back to it. But I don't know. I'm getting old. I ever I feel like everything just happened yesterday. Same. You are old though. But. Okay. Um, I don't remember what I was going to ask. I don't remember. The next, uh, the next question. Yeah, the next question or, or statement is Zion Williams is a headline today. What do we think? How do you think he's going to do tonight? Dude, I think Zion is one injury away from being irrelevant. Really? 100%. One injury away? One. From being completely irrelevant? Not irrelevant. But I said irrelevant. But for this to feel a lot different. Like a lot different. A lot, a lot different. He is such an explosive guy, and his game is predicated on his explosiveness so much, 
so much, right? If he loses any of that, he he cannot get his own shot. Right. He cannot create for others. He doesn't have a great shot, so he can't spot up. He has to be a bull, a dynamic, big-time player. And the next engine, I mean, dude, he's been banged up. My God, they were trying to reteach him how to walk and how to run. <laughs> <laughs> no, that no, that's real. I, I, I know, but that sounds that oh, sounds really bad though. That's not good. Yeah, he's that on, means he's, he's on the TV right now. That means his gate, his mechanism is is somewhat flawed in their opinion, and which is, in my opinion, what that's saying is potentially a touch injury prone. I'm just saying, man, I I love him. First of all, I hope I hope it works out great, but I am I'm nervous for him because I feel like one more injury. I mean, far away from me, Gregor. Yeah, like Brad said, he's a, a an injury away from being a Greg, a, you know, Greg Oden, which I don't think his knees are quite that bad. But my God, he, he he's so powerful he is. that every like a sprained ankle for him is a snapped ankle, which I guess could in turn be be good. But it, that's that's not ideal. He blew out a freaking shoe. Like people don't do that. Yeah. I'm just saying, man, I, that's my take on Williamson. I hope he, he'd be great for the NBA, and, and for his sake, I hope it works. But I'm, I just hold my breath every single time I watch the guy play because I don't know. Was- I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see him play. I'm excited to see the potential of the uh, Pelicans. Um, I think I think them being good would help the league as of far course. as parity, obviously. But, I uh, yeah, I'm excited. That's, that's where I'm at. I don't really have a, a huge take on it. I'm excited. I'll watch tonight. Which to, for the listeners, it'll be yesterday. Last yeah, we, night, we're about to watch in like about five seconds. I'm yeah. excited about that. Um, quality, yeah, so quality of the show will go down. <laughs> that's uh, that's that. Next one is uh, the Norvell rule about earrings, Ooh. hoodies, and earphones. I know you wanted to talk about this. Yeah, one. I'm here for this one. Yeah, but I want you to go first because I'm already on record with Anthony. So he can. Can you can you explain it real quick, and then we'll and then I'll I'll tell you my opinion. So I can explain my understanding. Which is a pretty good one because I've I, I know someone real close to the rule. Right. Um, in the Moore Center, which is the weight room, the meeting, like the facilities as far as like football room, uh, individual meeting rooms, overall meeting room. It's we're all it's it's as close to football only as they can be without having that facility yet. So it's basically their field house and like weight room. It's the football operations right. center, right? Okay. So when you're in there. Norvell, and this is my understanding, no hats, no hoodies. And by hoodies, they mean hood on top of your head. You can wear a hoodie. You just can't have your hood over your head. Like, essentially a hat. Obviously, right. Right. And then earrings. No earrings, no earbuds. Whether it be AirPods, earbuds, none of that in, 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 the, facility. in the facility. On your own time, at your dorm, at the cafeteria, wherever the hell else you are, you can have that on unless, like if you're in elementary school, yeah, no, that you're not gonna have that stuff on. Like if you're there as a four six seven old football, right. so that's the rule. It's been this rule everywhere he's been, and uh, he's instituted it at Florida State. So it's kind of got a lot of people upset. Is uh, is the suit thing? Is that part of the rule too, or is that just a different entity? They're altogether? gonna furnish their kids, the athletes, with suits. Um, and they, get, get, they get one a year, one right? a year. So they get four. They'll have four when they're all said and done. Four right. different ones. Four different colors. Yeah, four different colors. So that way, his thing on that is when you when you go into the real world, job interviews, things like that, you know, whatever it may be, events, you have things to wear. Okay. So now I get to go? Yeah, you're up. I love it. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
I have no problem with any of that. Right. For multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. But it, listen, when I go to work every day and I'm in my place of work, yeah. I would love to have my AirPods in. Of course. But I can't. They won't let me. Right. It's not it's not allowed. I'm sure you're the same way. When you go to your place of employment, like that's not allowed. Nope. Yes, they're they're I know the pay for play and blah blah blah, all that. That's great. But when they're in the football only facility, mm-hmm. what are they doing? They're 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 there to work. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. So no, I have no problem with that. It's a one, it's a respect thing. Like it is. It is a respect thing. Go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. I'm jumping in. You're good. It's a respect thing, and I, and I, like anytime in the world that we live in, somebody can teach accountability and respect. I'll back them every time. Right. So you know this question or this this I, I love the question too, JJ. By the way. Um, yeah. Thank you for supplying yeah, that, JJ, JJ. I guess we should have said everyone other, but yeah. JJ Pollard um, gave us this question. Loyal listener, every single show likes and retweets every single time. Agreed. Really appreciate that. Um, but no, I really like the question. So I, I, it made me think a little bit though, because on Twitter, there's been a lot of like, you know, trolling and clowning and, and, um, kind of like what the hell is Mike Norvell doing? But it made me think like, okay, I've played sports. I've coached sports. So what, how do I fit? Like what situations have I been in similar? Hold on real quick before you keep going. Is it Florida State fans that are trolling and don't like it, or is it other fan bases? It's a little bit of both, I believe. I know for sure it's Florida fans. Like they're just absolutely having a field day with it. And that's fair. But Florida State, some Florida State fans don't like it. Anthony, I'm gonna give you a moment and a moment. <laughs> but Anthony doesn't really care for it. I want to hear his take. But here's where I'm at. So you and I played for Andy Bennett. We did one of the better coaches I've ever played for. Agreed. Right. Do you remember how much facial hair we could have? Zero. Well, we were in freaking high school, weren't we? Right. <laughs> okay. High school. I wasn't on no damn scholarship. Nope. The man said, if you want to play for me, you're not having no damn facial hair. And your hair will be uh, less than ear length. Absolutely. Listen, I tried to test that man one time. He made me go across the street to the Busy Bee, or it was not Busy Bee, B&B at the time. B&B at the time, yeah. A two-blade racer and dry shave if I wanted to play the baseball game. Do you know how many cuts I had on my face (laughs) trying to dry shave with a two-blade racer? We didn't have the water up there. Remember, it was when there no, was. No, it smelled terrible. Right. So you, there was water there, but you were going to smell like that on sulfur my face for the next. I had yeah. cuts all over my face. <laughs> so dry shape. I wasn't on scholarship, but I wanted to play the game of baseball, and it was a, and it was a rule. I knew the rule, and it helped me be accountable. And I wasn't accountable that day, and he gave me an option: either you don't play, or you go shave. I went and shave, dry shave. <laughs> so like, but I mean, like, it, it didn't, it didn't make me play any better. It didn't have any impact on my game, but it did make me be accountable for my actions. And my teammates all do the same thing. And here I am fixing to let everyone down because I didn't do what I was supposed to. I had to pay the price for that. Right. It, it taught me to be accountable as a brotherhood. The other thing was, a lot of people come to high school. Really, really good football program, right? Really good. Ryan Allen does a hell of a job. At Columbia High School. Yes, sir. Right? Everyone thinks extremely highly of Brian Allen and his discipline that he creates, and his teams are always well-coached. They're not going to beat themselves. They're disciplined. You know how many earrings you can wear in Brian Allen's locker room? How many? Uh, zero. You Weight room? Zero. Football meeting room? Zero. Practice field? Zero. No earrings. Period. If you want to wear earrings, you can, but you have to cover them with tape. So you walk around with big old white globs of tape on their ears, and we have guys that do it. But it's a lot easier just to take them out. Coach <laughs> Allen don't want them in. It doesn't hurt you lifting. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't affect your gameplay. But that's his rule. Right. And and guess what? 
Those kids are accountable. They know what to expect. They do what they're told to do. And guess what? They are disciplined. They do those things for their teammates, for their brothers. It's a brotherhood. It's a bond. So Agreed. So that's and I've been in both settings. And then it works because when I ask you to do something little, oh, it's not it's nothing new because I you I can't wear a freaking can't bench press with earrings in. Mm-hmm. So if coach is asking me to fill this gap right now, I don't have to ask why. It's a little thing. I know to do it. I have to do it. It's Period. done. So I don't have an issue with it whatsoever. And it could be old school mentality and that and that may be the case. But I do know this, and I want to throw it back to you. Anthony's favorite coach in the whole world, Bill Belichick. Right, right. Mm-hmm. We a lot best. A lot of people say best coach to ever do it. People say that, right? Nick Saban is right there with him. Yep, under off a of Belichick tree. Right. Okay. Bill Belichick studied military generals mm-hmm. to get his damn uh, idea of make sure he's leading his team, his group, the right way. Okay. In the military, I was informed of something a little bit different, but in the military, you still have to shave, to my knowledge, and you still have, and especially in boot camp, right? And shave your head, right? About brotherhood, about a bond, about unity, about being disciplined. All those things apply in football. I know that football is not war, and I get that, but I do also know this. We use a lot of the same type of terms. You got to be real good in the trenches if you want to have a good football team. Well, where the hell do you think the word trenches came from? Right. Okay. Oh, I, I can't. I can't play beside him if I can't be in the foxhole with him. Same thing. Like if I can't trust you, then I can't play beside you. I can't trust you to do your job. That's a military term. So I understand that football is not the military. I don't want that to get misconstrued. But my point on this is that structure, that discipline, translates to football. And if it means, I said that you don't have no damn earphones in, you don't have no freaking earrings in, and you don't have a hat or a hood on your head when you come into football facility, my facility, then don't do it. Right. Because I'm trying to instill discipline. I, I love it. Me, me personally, I love it. Yeah. I really do. I, I I see no downside to it. A lot of down, a lot of people say, oh, well, you may not get the big time player. Well, if the big time player is not willing to com- not willing to conform, then we don't want them in the damn program anyways. I'm wholeheartedly with you on this. I, so, I, I agree. My freshman year at um in college when I was a baseball player in, in college, our uh, very first meeting we ever had, we weren't allowed to wear hats anywhere indoors. Right. Whether we were at the mall, Chick-fil-A, it didn't matter. Really? It, on campus, off campus, take your hat off indoors. That's it. Period. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts. Okay. No problem. It, now uh, let me let me backtrack. If it was a Huntington College hat, okay. If it was if it was any other hat, and you were off campus, fine. On campus, it didn't matter what hat you had on. Take it off indoors. Something like representing the program, right? Yeah. So if you had anything on representing the program, take the hat off indoors. If not, whatever. So our very first fall practice, two weeks into into school, very first fall practice, we go in. First thing we do is run. Somebody tested it in the mall. Somebody saw him. Hey, coach, I see your guy has a hat on. He's in the mall. What are we going to do about it? I'll take care of it. <laughs> it was Montgomery, Alabama. That was a big city. But however he got word, he right. knew exactly who it was. They had said, yep, that was me. Sorry about that. And we ran. Yeah. Accountability. Accountability. You know how many times we did that again? Zero. We ran about a thousand sprints. We died twice. Yeah, I mean, that that's my point is I think it, I think it, in my opinion, especially a program like Florida State, it needs a little bit be tightened up. I have no problem with it, but Anthony, I told you I'd give you a moment, so I kind of want to throw it to you and see an alternate viewpoint on it because Joe and I do agree. So I just kind of curious to hear what you what you think on it. I mean, I agree with bits and pieces of it. Um, I think 
and I'm Talk guilty. Louder. Sorry, go ahead. I'm guilty of <laughs> uh, looking at things not only from a sports perspective. So um, I know that some of that goes against every HR piece that's taught now in every big company. Uh, most big companies or big workplaces don't have a restriction on wearing an earring. They have a restriction on the size. Um, I also think that there is a piece to um, saying, hey, you can't wear a hoodie when a few years ago hoodies were so controversial. Um, but I don't think that's in play here, right? Uh, that's not the reason why. But I th- it's not the reason for Mike Norville's doing. But from the outside looking in, when I'm saying I have a problem with it, that that is part of what people are going to clinch on to and look at to and say, hey, this is from a from a social standpoint, the way it looks. Um, the narrative that can be pushed and made place. And I think that that's a lot of the trolling that goes out from that standpoint. I wear a hoodie at work when I'm in the kitchen almost every day. Now, when I'm in front, in front of Do the guest. Do you have your hood on, though? Yes. I wear I wear my hoodie with a hood in the in the back. And I think in he's a back, goober. I think, no, but I, still, I think he's a goober for having it on in the back. Yeah, I do. In the back. I walk in and out of the cooler all day. I have my reasons for doing it. Right. But when you go see a customer. I wear my hoodie. I don't wear my hood up. Right, you had. I one hundred percent wear a a hoodie with my with my logo on there. Hoodie is absolutely no problem. I think the concern is when they put the hood on top of their head, because you become un- unapproachable. Right, I mean that's yeah. part of the reason. Like I, you're unapproachable in that in that sense. So I think I think it definitely needs to be some clarification to it. I also appreciate pushing a uniform, being you know the employer and not the employee. A lot of time you see people who don't understand. And like to conform to wearing a uniform and they think they can wear whatever they want whenever they want and you're the one paying the check. But I, I think that uh, just knowing some of the HR standards, period, um, that most companies, brand, most brands wear, you're given a guideline and, and I get where he's coming from with it. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I'm like, uh, it could be a slippery slope if, if one thing is perceived the wrong way. And I, and I can respect that, but I, I think and I don't know this. I'm just kind of speaking the touch out of turn here. I think, well, I know for sure they're clear on what's expected. Right. I think us as fans might not be, but the players know what the hell is expected of them. But then I think to your point, and I can appreciate what you're saying as far as like on a, a big business side of things, but I think as far as like the outsiders, maybe looking at it like, oh, coach doesn't like the, you know, the Trayvon Martin is what you were alluding to, like hoodies and stuff like that. I think he would tell those people to go to hell. My kids know I, I love them. They know I care for them. They know it has nothing to do with them. So you outsiders that don't get what goes on in this building, that's fine. That's not your damn place. So sit your ass down and shut your ass up. I don't give a shit what you think about our program as long as, as long, to your point, as long as the players know they're cared for, that it's coming from a place of, um, wanting to be better, wanting to get better, and it's the little details that, you know, in turn turn a season into a good one, or turn a average program into a great one. Right. No, but I it's, mean it's always about the, the the little details, the finer things, and anything that you do, life or or sport, either way. Like what's everybody has talent wherever you are. It's mm-hmm. the little things that will always separate you, whether it's hard work or accountability or respect or whatever it is in that situation in specific, but like that's what's going to separate you from being great to elite or good to great. You know what I mean? Totally agree. And, Paying attention to details. And from yes. some of the feedback from Memphis people is what makes me not as anxious about it or worried about it because they say it's not something that's overly policed. It's something that the players know the standard 
Um, and they don't test it. They, and they don't test it, but there are certain settings where it's not like it's hunted down or you're belittled right. or, or something like that. And so that's, that's really big. Like in middle school when they used to kind of measure your uh, straps sure. on your sandals yeah. or your shorts. Right. Make, like, but you that's know. also that's also a respect thing. Like, right. I, res- I respect you, so I'm going to – I'm not going to – like I'm not a, I'm not a babysitter anymore. Mike Norvell is not a babysitter anymore. No. He's a a collegiate football coach, right? And a, and a pretty damn good one, from what I've under, understand. And so what, far, yeah. I mean, he I think he's going to do really well there. But like, you're not a babysitter, so you have enough respect, and and you you know that these guys are going to be accountable for themselves. So you're not going out looking for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So and on game day, they get their music. I mean, they're not right. knocked out of a game day routine. They are still allowed to be. But like the the music and stuff, so like it's it's about being personable. Like you cannot, you I guess you can, yes, hell but yeah. you can't go into a job and you're like if you're walking around the Moore Center with earbuds in, like I don't want to talk to you because I don't want to bug you. Like that's we all wear headphones at the gym, whether or not we listen to music or not, it may not be relevant. I don't want no one to talk to me, so I'm gonna put them in, yeah, regardless. The gym. Right? Yeah, hell, <laughs> hell with the gym. But my point on this is it's to it's to be personable, to get to know your teammates, to create a, a bond and, and whatnot. And I think that's the point here it's not say no fun sir like and in the weight room like no you can't listen to music in the weight room that's a dangerous place right the weight room is a dangerous place no, if, no, you, if you're you. not if you're not paying attention you know what i mean like and also you can't be coached the same if you get your earbuds in no because- if, you're, if you're doing the lift wrong how the hell can i cry i'm gonna slap oh my god see here i go i'm fixing i'm gonna slap this i'm gonna slap the damn earbuds out your damn head if i need to tell you something and you're not listening right no so it, i'm okay it, with that that's never Headphones in uh, uh, organized lift has never been accepted anywhere ever. Like that's that's yep. never that's not even a conversation. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with I like you. it, man. I think it's a good sign for Florida State. I think it just proves that we're paying attention to details, something that hasn't been done in before even Taggart's tenure. I think at the end of Jimbo's run, I don't I don't think they gave a damn about anything, honestly. So, and I think he he needs to have that caveat that that's not anything that Florida State players put out. A Memphis player was being interviewed. Absolutely. And he put it out there. So I, I don't think that that's a big – I think we made it a bigger deal, but I think it will be something that the moment, if it doesn't go perfectly right, we'll be scrutinized it the same way that we scrutinized um, music at practice. Well, isn't yeah. that pretty much how social media works? That's so how that, it works. I mean, Absolutely. You, you make a, a mountain out of a molehill. That's how that's it, the idea of social media. However, it fits your agenda, man. Yeah. All right. So last sitter suggestion – it's kind of a, a couple of people suggested Alex Mitchell, JJ also um, kind of just talking about the baseball scandal. So we'll talk about it and then we'll, we'll discuss and see if uh, we think that the uh, Dodgers should be rewarded with World <laughs> Series. Two of them, apparently. So what do you what do you think about the whole scandal, man? I'm blown away. I had no idea. I was I'll be honest. I was totally in the dark. Absolutely oblivious that this had been going on or was going on in any capacity. Yeah. You want to tell the people what has actually gone on in a in a very abbreviated version? Can you do this? Yeah. All right. Tyler's going to take care of this one. Yeah, he's super uh, educated on this side of things. Rewind. Two seven, 2017. All right. The Astros are the best team in baseball. It's not even close. All right. So at the end of the postseason, the Yankees were complaining that they heard uh, trash cans getting hit and some like whistling going on. And so basically what they were suggesting was – Somebody has something going on where hitting a can means something to a batter. Okay. And that sounds absurd, right? Like coming from the dugout, right? Yeah. yeah. Literally guys are taking a baseball bat and smacking a frigging trash can (laughs) to tell them the pitch coming. Right. So basically what the Astros had going on is they had their own camera set up. 
in like center field zoomed in on the catcher's crotch. And then they would relay that feed to an employee by the Astros. And then that guy would figure out, you know, the, the, the pitch that was coming. So typically when you have like runners on second base, the catcher will throw down six signs. Yeah. He'll go real quick. Four, two, one, three, five, something like that. Right. One of those is the actual pitches that that's coming. Right. The Astros were figuring out which pitch that was and then relaying that information to the hitters with trash cans and whistles. <laughs> and most recently that's come out, a few of their batters, Alex Bregman, uh, Altuve, had little buzzers apparently. This hasn't been proven yet. The MLB hasn't confirmed this, but you can go back and look on YouTube and see like little stuff on their shirts. That they were buzzing in the pitches to the hitters live at the plate. Yeah. Okay, so that's what the Astros are doing. Uh, and then there's another side of this, which is like what the Red Sox were doing, which was using the replay rooms. It's a little different because the replay rooms are in every single MLB's dugout. Every MLB team has a replay room. It's basically, if you ever watch an MLB game and one of the hitters gets pissed off because he got called strike three, and he's like, I'm going to go look at the replay, right? That's what they're doing. They're going to look at the replay, see what they got wrong so they can fix it for the next AB. Every MLB team has this. It's totally legal. The problem is... Major League Baseball does not have an official in there, in that room. So what the players are doing is they're going into those rooms. And if you ask, I'm a little biased because I'm a Red Sox fan, so it sounds bad when I say this. But literally every MLB team does this. They'll send a guy in there and try to figure out the pitch, what's coming, right? And then they give that information to the players. So if there's a guy on second base, he can relay to the hitter what's coming because he can look in and know you know, the third one is the pitch that's know coming. Know the sequence. Right. right, exactly. So he'll do something, you know, like scratch his ear. And then the batter will know that's a change up. Gotcha. That's a little bit different than relaying the information live to the batter. Totally agree. And that's essentially what's going on. So every MLB team has these replay rooms, but the Astros were taking this to another level. They had like their own gear that was totally illegal. And they've already came down on the Astros. You know, Alex Cora has been gone from the, from the Red Sox. AJ Hinch is gone. The GM of the Astros is gone. Um, okay. Beltran from the Mets didn't even get to manage a single game. Yeah, gone. I've managed as many MLB games as Carlos Beltran. <laughs> right, <laughs> but so that's what's going on. Good job, Chad. So <clears throat> the thing about the thing about cheating in this scenario, like for years and years and years since baseball was born, mm-hmm. many many moons ago, everybody has stolen signs. A hundred percent. Everybody. Uh, I remember it plain as day. Uh, at Columbia High School, a player on second base because the catcher was only given one sign. Their fault at Gainesville High School. Your fault. Um, but I mean, he was holding up. Hey, one, bro. <laughs> you got to do something a little different than that. You got yeah. to. You got to do something different. But listen, from day one, JT Clark, a listener, taught. I guess it wasn't day one. Yeah, it was day one. It was one of the camps. Went to Tom Clark camp. When I was given signs as a catcher, you had to put your glove. He they told us where to put our offhand, our glove hand. On a, you know, on our legs, so that you would shield the third base coach from being able to look into your crouch and see your signs. Because I, I learned that. that I learned that like ten years old, right? So like, this isn't anything new. So the stealing signs stuff from the replay room—that's your own fault for not changing the signs inning to inning. Part partially that. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at. The the issue that everybody has with what the Red Sox and most other teams that haven't been caught, but. What the issue is, is you're not allowed to use technology to steal the signs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you pick it up and you figure it out in the third inning, okay, you figure it out in the third inning. Most teams, I would assume anyways, I know we did it at the high school level, we change our signs every inning. Of course. So, like, that's not an issue. Like, 
Does it happen much in high school? Probably not, but right. it's, it wasn't happening to Columbia High School on my watch. I know that. Um, but the technology part is the bad part. Like That's where people are upset, and that's blah, blah, blah. And that's baseball's fault for introducing that to the game, in my opinion. You open yourself up for that. You're not wrong. What do you guys say? Your family motto, Joey? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> Damn, you call my whole family out, huh? Whole fa- <laughs> the whole Edge family. What, what did Major League Baseball think was going to happen? That's what, no, that's what I'm no, saying. Like, if that's, you don't put, and the thing is, is they knew this was an issue because during the postseason, they put people in those rooms so that that could not happen. Like the Red Sox, they could not do that during the postseason because there was officials in there making sure guys weren't spending at a normal amount of time looking for signs. Right. So they knew it was an issue. If they didn't know, then why put the guy in there during the postseason? Yeah. Right. And if, if you do know, why not put him in there every game? Like you're Major League Baseball, you have money. You can pay that guy right. uh, $30 a night. See, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. Okay, not $30 a night. I'm kidding. <laughs> Christ. I don't understand Not why they you. don't have one room for every single stadium, right? So that the players can keep each other accountable, right? Like if I know that this is going on, if you've got one room for a, for a, a, a location, I can send a guy, I can have a guy on my team Go in there and watch the room to make sure they're not stealing my signs, right? Yeah, yeah. and then we're gonna fight though. Yeah, I was saying I'm gonna square. We're gonna square. <laughs> yeah, we're square up there. This happens all the time. This is what people like. If you ever play in a golf tournament, when you have like a three-man scramble, one guy from the other team sits in your cart, so you can't write down yeah, the wrong but, score. But golf you just is. take the other scorecard. Usually, that's what we do. We we just take that's the other scorecard. But yeah, yeah. I, I I appreciate the the thought process behind that, but I don't think that's the correct answer. I don't think you can put it in the same room. No, 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 no. But, we're not, but we're but not going in the same room. With you. The players are equally accountable. It's not like players didn't know what was going on. I mean. No, they all knew. They, so they all knew what was going on. So you put me in the room. Hey, you're cheating. Prove it. It, it turned. Uh, no, I'm just slap the shit out of yeah, you. Get, yeah. Worry about your own shit. Let me no, ask no, you no. this. Let me ask you like this. That. Let me ask you this. So we've all seen the 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 home run from Altuve yeah. where he's holding his shirt mm-hmm. and he's yeah. telling him, "Don't take my shirt off." And then he sprints into the mm-hmm. dugout. Yes. Goes back. I'm sure he takes. I don't know what he was doing. Allegedly, he's taking the wire and the buzzer off, comes back out, and then starts celebrating with his team, who, by the way, he just hit a walk-off homer to go to the World Series. Right. Like, So you're not going to celebrate you, right then. You're going to go. his excuse for that? Because yeah, he's shy? No. His excuse was the last time that he had his jersey ripped off, his wife or fiance, whoever it was, was mad that he took his shirt off on national TV. So he went in the dugout to change so that his wife wouldn't be upset. I'm sorry. If I just hit a home run to send my team to the World Series – I'm sleeping on the couch that night because I'm going crazy at, uh, at at the home plate. Everybody is, except for that scenario. So, go ahead. No, no, that was it. I was going to get to the question. So, with that said, do you think that every player knew that Altuve and Bregman had a buzzer? And if, if they did, why the hell would you not give me a buzzer if I'm anybody else? Does everybody have a buzzer? That's a good question because if they knew, then why would why would he have to tell no, them I'm, I'm, I'm not taking right it now, off? If I'm hitting six-hole... And uh, these these dudes hitting two three have a buzzer, bitch. You better give me my buzzer because I'm trying to know what the hell's coming to. I, yeah, I need to. I need a new contract. Right. I'm I'm trying to get paid. I don't so. know. That's a good question. But either way, I think that's a good, that's a really good point. Do you think it has to do with teams figuring out the trash can thing, the whistle thing, and they're like, hey, listen, they're catching on to the trash can thing. It's the end of this of this you know this playoff you know best of five series. We got to switch things up a little bit. Not to mention this is a big at bat, so I'm sure he wanted to know the pitch. Yeah, probably like, let's pull out our big guns for this situation. Let's pull out the buzzer. I would think he probably had it the whole game, right? Yeah, yeah I, I kind of practiced with that. That's yeah. not something like you just know. There's something. No, you got to have, yeah. You like, got experience swinging with that on you. Yeah, no, he had that for a hot minute if he had it in the playoffs. I agree. Um, 
I lost my train of thought. No, but I think the, <laughs> I think the whole question we need to get on like the answer is yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. I, it needed to be discussed, but I don't have a, as big of an issue with like the stealing the signs. Yeah, I don't. I I really don't. I maybe I should, but I I, I don't. Maybe it's because I'm a catcher and old coach. Like I'm. I don't. I'm gonna. It's not gonna be easy to know what the hell is coming. Like we're gonna change it up. Like. I get the principle. The principle is don't use technology to cheat. Then don't introduce technology to the game. Yeah. And that's my, I mean, that's, that's just where I'm at. Cause if you, if you do, then it happens in, it happens in college football. Like they, they steal signs in college football. That's why those idiots have the big signs behind the blankets on two poles. Cause they don't want you to steal hand signals. Like, right. It happens. It happens. And, I don't know, man. I don't have now. I do have an issue with like literally setting up your own equipment, tipping off. Hey, here comes fastball, but okay, thanks. I'm fixing to crank it over the freaking wall, or you know, whatever the case may be. That's ugly. That's ugly. No matter what, this is real, real ugly for baseball who tries to pretend to be pure. I. I think I agree with that. Like holier than thou, we're not ever going to put Barry Bonds or Mark McGuire or Sammy or Sosa Rose. or Pete Rose because they maybe gambled for their team or they, they never shot against them. before. Yeah, they shot themselves up with some HGH, which we never got him able to test positive for. His just jawline grew eight inches in two years. Um, <laughs> but we're not. They'll never get into the Hall of Fame. Mark Bonds has two more years left, by the way. Two more, but oh, that's not good because not enough are going to die in time. But, <laughs> but, but, we, we're, but we're going to let the Astros do it. It's an ugly look, man. It's an ugly, ugly look. No, it, it is. It is a bad, bad look for baseball. It's definitely a bad look for baseball. My only thing is, does this bring interest or intrigue to baseball in any way? Do you think it brings? I mean, listen. They, everybody always says. It, Publicity, but it doesn't matter. Good, bad, indifferent. No such thing as bad publicity. No, th- yeah, thank you, Brad. No such thing as pe- bad publicity. Do you think it brings new, not new, I don't think it brings new fans to the game, but do you think it brings a new energy to baseball? No, not for me. I, I mean, that's just clear. I, I don't have a reason why. It just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. It, it makes me like respect those guys um, a lot less. Honestly, I mean, it's just, it's not going to make it harder to watch because it, I mean, for me, baseball is like one of those things I can, and it's weird. I can do it in person. I can't sit down and watch nine innings of a baseball game. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I played my whole life and I, it's, it's, it's very hard for me. Now, the first few weeks or if I have money on it, yeah, yeah, we can, we can play right, that game. Right, even but, in the postseason, I can watch, but like right. game 74, nah, I don't <laughs> give a shit about it. Yeah, middle of June, huh? I think no. the difference in this and the steroids was okay. We had uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa chasing each other all year. The boy and, hit the ball 500, 500 feet. But the difference is, we were watching to see how they would hit. I don't think anybody's watching to see how they'll cheat. And America hated the New England Patriots for Spygate. So I, it's not just a team now. You're looking at the whole sport, and I think it's going to have some some. Backlash. The no, one thing I, I will follow is Altuve's batting average this year. Oof. Yes. It's a, it's we'll talk about, well, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, my thing with, damn it, I lost my train of thought again. That was his MVP year, too. 
What was his what was his batting average at home and away? You texted to us. It was like three hundred at home and like one fifty away. No, no, no. It was like four sixty. It was like at home. four sixty at home. Yeah. It was something ridiculous four? at home and something really bad okay. on the road. So at home where we have our camera equipment, he's hitting over four hundred. And then on the road, he's hitting under two hundred where we don't have the <laughs> cameras telling him what's coming. That, that's gross to me. I, that's that's ugly, man. That's ugly. So I think the question was I remember what I was gonna say now. It's it's funny to me. How Major League Baseball, like you said earlier, like everybody talks about baseball as like this purest sport, like holier than now. But everybody, not some people, everybody on planet Earth knew exactly what was going on with McGuire and Sosa. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't stop watching because the the antics and the the baseball, the swings that were so freaking good. Yeah. Ball was traveling, like you said, 500 feet. It saved baseball. Baseball was in a shit show hole for a hot minute before that. Hell, they had the, the um, in 94, they had the strike. And then, you know, the summer of, was it 98? Was it the summer of 98 that all this was happening? Break. That's when I started watching baseball. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there you go. That's when Anthony started watching baseball. Like, it's amazing how they knew exactly what was going on. And they just, eh, let me, let me turn the other way and pretend like this ain't happening. Bro, you knew what was happening. You knew what was happening. Major League Baseball has always done this dumb stuff. Like they always have. I mean the thing is too so after that era when they really tightened down on all the all the you know the cheating and the, the steroids and whatnot. Dude listen, those clowns juiced the baseballs to get interest back. A hundred percent. They and, said it. And, and basically have admitted they have they didn't say hey we juiced the baseballs, but they they pretty much MLB officials have pretty much said that they juiced baseballs to peak interest. There yeah, because a, people yeah. could hit the ball as far as those clowns were. Right. Yeah, there was a physicist that like took apart a baseball and it was like ridiculous. It was completely different. It was a it's a golf and ball no inside one cares. there. Because no. it makes baseball more fun to right. watch. Right. That, that's my point is nobody right. really gives a rat's ass. Just say it. Just say, hey, listen, we're actually not holier than thou. Uh we uh so we cut, enjoy good entertainment. So cut the shit and put those guys in the damn freaking Hall of Fame that deserve to be there. I don't know, man. I'm just kind of like aggravated with the ML, like Major League Baseball. So like this little scandal, it don't do a damn thing for me personally. No, that's just me. But do you think MLB knew about this scandal and they just Hell said yeah. they just said whatever Hell until yeah. somebody found out and then Hell they were yeah. like, oh crap. Hell yeah, turned a blind eye until it got brought to their attention in a very like publicly brought to their attention. All right, I got like three more questions. One, the guy that originally started all this whole conversation, Mike Fears is his name. Do you want him in your locker room? Because mm. my, I can tell you my answer right now. My, yeah, my answer right now is bitch cut his ass. I don't want him. I don't want him. You so talk about who brotherhood. Is, who is he? He well, he was with the Astros. Oh God, no. Okay, and then, and, he's an average pitcher for the A's. Yeah, and then he was all pro. Yeah, and now he's go. telling everybody. I, yeah, I don't care how and good you are. Finger, this dude has got caught putting pine tar on his wrist. Yeah, no. I'm like, dude, what do you think you're doing? So Listen, no. there's, there, yeah, it's a hard no. Hell no. I didn't, know who, I didn't know who it was being honest with you. Cutting, that. No idea. Every every pitcher puts that on their wrist, by the way. Your next I know, question. I know, I know. I know. Um, the next question actually came from Alex, which was, do you think that the Dodgers deserve to be the World Series champs for 2017? Um, I almost feel like the answer is no. But it deserves an asterisk. Like I don't think the I don't think the Astros can either. Like I don't know, man. That, that's weird. That's tough. I really don't know. I what, say no, but I also think that if if somehow it comes out, that's a foul. If somehow it comes out that uh, that the buzzer thing was real, 
there's zero chance that they get to keep their World Series. You can't give so, it to the Dodgers five years later, three years later, I don't two think years you later. Give it, yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't think they can it's keep the title. It's a vacant World Series champ. Yeah, it's, and what then, happened when they – didn't they strip Reggie Bush of his Heisman? Did the guy that got second get it? No, I don't no, think so. No, no. just – no, no Heisman, no Heisman winner. Yeah. yeah. Reggie Bush asterisk strip. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, same, I would say same, same thing there. Same thing. Same you thing with Altuve, too. You don't by the award way. a loser. Yeah. yeah. That was my next question was what about Altuve? Does he get to keep his MVP? Hell no. No. I agree. If, no. if they if the buzzer thing is real, no. Mm-mm. I'm yeah. good. Nope. Totally on the same page there. That was a pretty long discussion about baseball. It was, man. It's most Longest baseball. Most what, baseball what are we at ever. Time-wise? Uh, we are at a smooth 56-ish minutes. Oh, my cool. God. All right, last question for me. Does Florida State have what it takes to win a college basketball championship this year? Oh, man. Um, Number five team in the country right now, boss. I mean, yeah, I say, yeah, I think they do. I think they know how to win uh, in multiple different ways. Like, they, the game against Miami, they played pretty bad. Miami played a little bit over their head. They still found a way to grind it out and win the, and win the basketball game. So, I think it's about winning games in different ways, especially in college basketball, um, because these guys aren't as efficient. Uh, they're not always going to shoot well. They're not always. I mean, they just they just play the game the right way. Defense travels. They play defense pretty well. Yeah, I um, you kind of alluded to it, but college basketball is a little bit different than anything else. Mm-hmm. Matchups are a huge thing in college basketball, and yeah. then you know you, you got. 68 teams in a tournament that hopefully you get the right draw and get the right mix of teams that right. that you match up well with. Um, I think they do have what it takes. Do I think they will? I mean, I would still, of course, take the field. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but I think basketball this year is as a whole college basketball is is weird. You know, so like, that that was that was going to be my next point was yeah. this year in specific. Like the parity in college basketball is insane. It is wide open. There's already been tied for the like this is the most number ones in a single season in the history of college basketball, and we still have uh, nine, ten, eleven. What what week is this? July or January? 20th? Oh, they're gonna shatter it. Yeah, I mean we still have eight weeks left. Yeah, nine. So, like, yeah, I, I think if you if you have the right mix of talent, which I think Florida State does, I do think they can make a run. I don't know that they will. I mean, hell, they may be getting beaten second round, but they have the ability to make a run. Yeah, they're projected a, a two seed right now. Um, the one seed in that bracket would be Gonzaga, which is gross. I hate that. Again, dude. Again. It seems like every year they're in that region. We with always match up with Gonzaga. Um, but, I, I, yeah, no. To answer your question, yeah, I do. I think they have enough perimeter defense. They have enough. Uh, they all, And they play defense really, really hard, really gritty. They got a four that's kind of like a stretch four. can can he's really a four, but they got him. They play him at the five a lot, right? Um, I don't want to bore people to death with basketball. We can get into some more basketball later, but yeah, no, I like uh, I like I like their team this year. It was kind of um, I did not expect it. They lost they lost a little bit, almost everything actually, except for Trent Forrest. Yeah, they did, and, and brought and then they're still playing pretty good basketball. So yeah, man, uh, we're a basketball school <laughs> <laughs> and a soccer school and a softball school. Anything but football. That's going to be it for tonight, folks. You're welcome for the baseball talk. This has been Bradford Douglas, Anthony Newton, Tyler Roth, Joey Ed, and Chris Martinez. We are from Orange City. <laughs> nice work, Bradford. Pulling out the coop at the lot. Tony for a 12 for a swat. Buzzing all the bells out the box. I just hit a lick with the box. Had to put the stick in the box. Mm. Pour up the whole damn seal. I'ma get lazy. I got the mojo deals. We been trapping like the 80s.
nigga so Got the cash out Told them wipe a nigga no Say slack slack I won't never sell my soul And I can back that And I really wanna know Where you at where I was at back Where the stash at Cruise the city in a bulletproof Cadillac Cause I know these niggas have to wear the bag at Gotta move smarter, gotta move harder Nigga try to give me five my water I lay his ass down on my son, on my daughter I had the Draco with me, Dwayne Carter Lot of niggas out here playing, ain't ballin' I done put my whole arm in the rim, Vince Carter And I know poppy get a key for the quarter Shawty belly seen the double C's, I bought her Got a bitch that's looking like a Leah, she a model I got the pink slip up, my whips is key list I'm about to get the key to the city Patty, like the seat Forgettin' out the coupe at the lot And steal it with me, then he got the blues in the pouch Took her to the forest, put the wood in the mouth Bitch, don't wear no shoes in my house The private I'm flying in, I never wanna fly again I take my chances in traffic She sucking on dick, no hands with it I just made the rolly plane like a London strip I'm a 2020 president candidate I done put a hundred bands on Zimmerman shit I been moving real gangsta, so that's why she pick a crit Shawty call me Chris Cole, cause I pop my shit Got it out the mud, there's nothing you can tell me Yeah, when I had a job, South Street wealthy Soul. And I can back that And I really wanna know Where you at?